Sorry, I was doing the Energy Transitions <laughs> podcast I swear intro. To <laughs> we literally can't go an episode without you mentioning your other more profitable podcast. You know what's funny about that? Wait, do you do a podcast? <laughs> I do. I do. Welcome to the But Here We Go podcast coming at you from But Here We Go Studios in lovely Dallas, Texas. We've got some special guests in the studio today. Do you want me to introduce you or would you like to introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Ali Batir. And I'm Ailey Batir. Ailey Batir? <laughs> Ailey, okay, cool. And we've got one more guest in the in the studio today. Um <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> That's Neil Robinson. I was gonna say far. Neil Batir. <laughs> Neil Robinson in the studio, Haley Robinson in the studio, and as always, the most bestest co-host in the world, Allie Batir. <laughs> These two are flanking both sides of me and they're cracking me up. I just think that Joe's a little biased. <laughs> oh, you don't Aren't think we... that's an actual statistic? I'd like, I'd like to see the sources. Aren't we, aren't we all a little biased? Um, it's episode 43. Oh, wow. Episode 43. Wow. Let's think. Is it pathetic that we've made 43 of these podcasts? Wait, you've almost been doing this a year. Yeah, we have. Wow. One a week? Let's. I'd say we do a giveaway on our one year anniversary, but we've done giveaways before and no one's entered. entered. Let's do do a. Do you still do the hat? Yeah, I still do not sponsored. Section. Not <laughs> so let's do let's do a quick calculation. If we've had forty three episodes, and we have roughly five to ten people who listen, that means we have about a hundred downloads total. <laughs> That's so sad. <laughs> and then let's no, calculate actually about two hundred fifty. The number of hours Allie spends editing this podcast that only has two hundred downloads. It's probably five hundred hours. So you're putting in. You could call. And talk to our... Wait, that means 10 hours per per pod. No, no, no. No way. <laughs> That's two hours, no. maybe. Two if hours. I, yeah, maybe one or two hours. And then the hour we record. Right. So I would say two hours. One hour to edit, one hour to record. So if, if our fans want to start just having three hours of Allie and Joe time, what? they could just reach out. <laughs> oh, to come... As opposed to us doing a podcast for the five viewers, they could just come hang out with us. Are you telling me that this podcast has been a giant ploy to get you guys friends? That's essentially what it is. Well, no, it's been a giant ploy for us to talk to to each other. This is how we talk to each other. This is how we talk to each other. We have to have microphones (laughs) in front of our faces to talk. But you know what? It's better than sitting on a couch texting each other. (laughs) You, you, sorry, you like you strung out the S a little bit long. Don't worry about it. Keep going. I want to know what Allie has been bribing me all day, oh, telling right. me that there's an article that she has. Right. So what they don't know is for the last like five episodes since Joe has been swamped, I've been in charge of thinking of content for these podcasts. So I just take what other articles I find interesting and then make Joe talk to me about them. But I've been doing a great job talking wow. to you about them. There are some times though where he does not care and it is very obvious that he doesn't care and I just go with it. But anyway, I have two articles, and I'd like to say there's a theme. I'm calling the theme Ladies' Night. These are two articles, and this was not because I was trying. These are just the two articles I found. Both have to do with women. 
Ladies. Ladies. This Any, is do we want to take guesses or do you just want me to And <laughs> I need to stop singing. Because it's copyright. For copyright. Are you ready for the first one? Wait. I am. You were going to have us guess what the article is about <laughs> with the only clue being it has to do with okay, women? I'll, I'll give you another clue. For this first one, it's an NPR article. Go. Oh, it's about uh, women. The, the pay gap. <laughs> the pay um, No. Are you guys ready for this? I'm ready. Oh, no. I like the guess. No. <laughs> Okay. It Neil. has something to do no. with guys. I've been waiting literally all day. No, to this isn't I... even the one I was telling you about. Wait, you I have want to wait Neil's... longer. I want one more Neil guess. Oh, okay. Um, uh, children on the border. Ooh, period poverty. What about me? Pink tax. Migas. What? Your guess. I think it's about women entrepreneurship. You would all be wrong. And okay. the energy transition. <laughs> Solutions podcast. I'm going to go ahead and read the headline. Okay. After 329 years, a woman accused of being a witch in Salem, Massachusetts has been exonerated. Why did this make it on NPR? <laughs> Wait a second. That's really sad. Hey, it took more than three centuries, but the last Salem witch who wasn't has been officially pardoned. Massachusetts lawnmaker lawmakers massachusetts lawmakers on thursday formally exonerated elizabeth johnson jr clearing her name 329 years after she was convicted of witchcraft in 1693 and sentenced to death at the height of the salem witch trial i have some questions (laughs) okay will you go with your questions before i get to my issues my question is i did not know that ladies take a junior name Oh, yeah. Elizabeth Johnson Jr. Abigail Adams named their daughter Abigail as well, but I think she went by Nettie for short. It's a very common thing. The one with cancer? But not with Junior Mm -hmm. at the end. I don't know. Maybe it's an old-timey thing. Also, my other question, and maybe we'll get to this, does this witch have any surviving family? Like, who are there to celebrate this? No, hold on, hold on, hold on, Neil. She was exonerated. She is not a witch. It's true. This Apologies. says that she was never executed, but neither was she officially pardoned like others wrongly accused of witchcraft. So uh, here's whoa, my whoa, two whoa. issues with it. <laughs> she was just accused? She wasn't even sentenced? True. Then how do you get exonerated for something you were hey, not... don't you worry. Lawmakers agreed to reconsider her case last year after a curious eighth grade civics class at North Andover Middle DNA School evidence. took up her cause and researched the legislative steps needed to clear her name. Can you imagine the review of this case? Well, that this was sounds be, like a babysitter's club episode. That was good. Oh my gosh. Yes. That was going to be my issue. My issue was going to be, um, like, why did it take so long and why are lawmakers really that like bored that this is the thing that they have to do. But, you know, I guess students doing a project, you know, kudos to them. I do believe this is a classic case of taxpayer dollars going to waste. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I kind of feel that too. But I do appreciate that she's been <laughs> exonerated. I, I just, were there, were there real witches that were rightfully, like, you know, the way that it makes it sound is like, they, well, but there were well, some didn't, witches. Didn't, that, didn't it say she was the last one, like meaning all the other ones had been? Mm, she must have been the worst if she was the last. <laughs> but they didn't even, they didn't like sentence her. She's probably like a baby. I don't know. I'm fast. That that is interesting. I like. Sorry, I'm like scanning this for more info because apparently they said because of this little rag tag group of eighth graders, like legislation was passed and added to the budget. The babysitter club. Yeah, the babysitters club. Then it says it now is giving us more information Mm -hmm. about the girl Mm -hmm. who has been. Did you have to scroll Mm -hmm. past like three recipes? Johnson, and they only refer to her as Johnson at this point. They've taken off the junior, so. 
that's a huge plot hole. No, it just means that we are no longer going to confuse her with her mother. Got it. Johnson was 22 when she was caught up in the hysteria of the witch trials and sentenced to hang. That never happened. Then Governor William Phipps threw out her punishment as the magnitude of the gross miscarriages of justice in Salem sank in. In the more than three centuries that have ensued, Dozens of suspects officially were cleared, including Johnson's own mother, the daughter of a minister whose conviction eventually was reversed. But for some reason, Johnson's name wasn't included in various legislative attempts to set the record straight because she wasn't among those whose convictions were formally set aside. Hers still technically stood. This just seems like because she was a junior, people forgot to include her because her name was the same as her mom. <laughs> now I've got I've got a tangential story. OK, cool. So. When I was in, in undergrad, I started to hang out with the Boy Scout crowd. Really? Yeah. So, <laughs> so this thing. Are you, you, the way you describe this is like, they're like the CD group. The Boy Scouts are No, ready. it's just like, oh, no. Are it's they children? Were you a leader? I'm no, confused. No, I was not. But like the adult Boy Scouts. Like the a Eagle person Scouts. I knew, yeah. A person I knew was helping volunteer leading a troop. Oh, wait. So it was children? No. Let me finish my story. <laughs> So this, a person I knew was helping lead a troop and volunteering with them. And one of his main jobs was helping Eagle Scouts kind of like set up their projects. Okay. The thing that I've noticed nowadays with Eagle Scout projects, it is, it is as simple as like building a fence. Yeah. Doesn't really That's have it? anything to do with like outdoors or finding something new or doing something that is like, I don't know, difficult or innovative. Was it supposed to originally? Well, I, I, I feel like this is like the culmination of 12 or 15 years <laughs> of is, being a Boy Scout. It. I'm just thinking that <laughs> if Joe was in charge of the Boy Scouts of America, his his bar for becoming an Eagle Scout or, or finishing it, it or whatever so it is, high. it's like discovering a new country. <laughs> so yes. we have Okay, so here here's the here's the difference. Just building a random fence in rural southern Illinois versus what they do in Alaska for Eagle Scouts, clearing clearing five miles of wooded timber for so new for new stuff. So you can be an Eagle Scout in Alaska if you strip the native land of its native foliage and trees so and then continue the I have two things to say. First off is that there is an Eagle Scout project at the school that was across the street from where we used to live. And what was it? It was a um, kind of like oversized um, checkers board that was <laughs> built. So no. they painted black and red squares no, no, on no, 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 concrete. No, 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 they like poured concrete. No, they laid paving stones and like, or poured concrete and then they made giant like checker pieces that were like the size of like our heads. And on one side would be checkers. The other side, each one had, um, 
the chess images. A chess image of a chess piece so that you could play checkers or chess. And like it looked like it could be pretty intensive to do. But my second point is I just don't think people want Eagle Scouts messing with their business. So they relegate them to in, tiny projects. In your high school's did they have a special recognition for Eagle Scouts at graduation? I do not recall. I did recall. not know enough Eagle Scouts to know we the answer two, to that. No, no, no. It, it, did they have a tassel? It didn't matter if you knew Eagle Scouts. You were at graduation and they were like, Eagle Scouts. I, absolutely <laughs> Definitely not. not. <laughs> so, no. So here's... I can say that with confidence. <laughs> no. Here is the whole, the whole point of this. I, I agree that checkers thing sounds good. Building a fence sounds... Sorry. Kind of lame. Who did they build a fence for? It was it was for one of the nonprofit mm-hmm, museum mm-hmm. things, so it sounded kind of lame. But to me, this eighth grade project kind of feels that way. It's like, oh, there was oh, one person who got forgotten about, and obviously they weren't a witch, but they were never exonerated. So let's go back and exonerate. Right. Them. I think I would be more okay with this if it didn't like if if it didn't actually like cost us any tax money because I, I think it's sweet like little eighth graders are getting involved in history they're getting excited right and like they had to do some sort of research to figure all this stuff out and what whatnot but the fact that it like possibly you know went a little bit too far towards the other yeah. end i see as an issue all i know is that i just hope that there is an eighth grade teacher somewhere in the world who it was a great semester for them because their kids were busy researching right how she to, probably won teacher of the year oh yeah year. The one thing I am really curious about now is what is this new legislation that's, that's why coming I couldn't in? find it. Oh, I, it's probably like if you are accused of witchery and then it, you really didn't, then they exonerate you. <laughs> new mass, uh, how do you spell Chusets? <laughs> I don't know if I'm that interested. Don't keep talking. I'll keep, I'll Google. Well, it reminds me of that Nancy Drew computer game that we never finished, the Midnight in Salem. I yeah, know. we never finished it either. We never finished it. But that, I mean, we never started playing but it. But shout out to the Nancy Drew computer game series. Man, Nancy Drew. Speaking of women. She was solving mysteries. You know what? It was a devastating. Here's a Haley story, a childhood Haley story about Nancy Drew. In fourth grade, when we went to public school for that year, uh, we had to write a book report um, about our favorite author and I guess a book they did. And I wrote about Carolyn Keene who wrote Nancy Drew. And through that project, I learned that Carolyn Keene not only is not a woman, Carolyn Keene does not exist. It was a man who created a kind of like a pseudonym. Well, it's a pseudonym, but it wasn't even like he wrote all the books. He had like right. a bunch of people writing for him. So it was just kind of like this mass of writers writing all the Nancy Drew books. And I was low-key devastated. That's kind of what some people think that William Shakespeare was. And I would put Nancy Drew at the same level as William Shakespeare in terms of literary quality. I think they're both fantastic. I hope that's sarcasm. I am pro William Shakespeare being the only writer and a real person. I am pro William Shakespeare. Mm. You know who Neil's pro? Who? William Shakespeare as personified in the musical Something Rotten. Oh, yeah. I was not a fan of that show. I thought you it was saw all the right. show. Yeah, oh, you went. Yeah, we, we went, went and saw, saw it. it in in person. I I think I'm more. I'm not a big fan of comedy musicals. Okay. What you love Spam a lot. Well, <laughs> Spam a lot was my first musical. That's the only reason why you like you'll never forget your first kind of thing. 
Yeah, you'll never forget your first. <laughs> Comedy musical. But even then, it is one of those that it's not that I didn't, that I, I enjoyed Spam a lot. But I would not go see it again. I don't think I would be that interested. Hal and I have seen it, I think, three times. Yeah, we've seen it far too many and times. And when it comes, with Shrek, comes to Shrek... Shrek, you, we have you seen. Hold your tongue, we sir. have seen Shrek far too many times. I want to clarify for the listeners: Shrek the Musical, which right. can never be viewed on musical. Netflix. Right. We have watched it at least seven times, and after the first one, I was like, "Okay, this is good." When have we watched it seven times? Neil and I have watched it at least. It's seven a times. good background movie that you can pick up, leave, pick up, do things, forget, come back to, cry. Laugh. <laughs> oh my gosh, we're getting way off track. What's the second Are we article? ready for Let's, part two yeah, late I think night? we're ready to Wait, really did we show them that YouTube video of the high school production of Shrek the Musical? I think so. Stop. Oh, you haven't seen it? With, can, the, with the commentary? Oh no, I haven't seen it. Oh my gosh, okay. okay that'll be after next, the fact. Okay. Next, next talk. Okay, I like to have this, I like put this article in the category, the subcategory under Ladies Night as Allie's fun science news. But in terms of science, I... For those of you in the audience right now, as in Neil and Haley, I, I bring a lot of fun science news to the podcast. And then have Do you want me to guess? Joke. There's no way you're going to no guess No more guessing, right. guys. Let's it's go. about ladies' night. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> this is under anthropology and archaeology. That is our subject for tonight. Are you ready for this? Remains of female clergy found in mysterious Byzantine basilica in Israel. That's super cool. The ruins of a spectacular Byzantine era. Is it Basilica? Am I saying that right? Yeah. Otherwise, it's like Basilica. (laughs) (laughs) The ruins of a spectacular Byzantine era Basilica with intricate mosaics unearthed in the Mediterranean city of Ashdod, Israel, have also proven to be the site of a mass grave. According to recent research, the enormous basilica not only has the spectacular mosaics, why are they saying spectacular mosaics all the time? They want you to know it was like a real thing and they didn't like make a basilica out of it. Well, at the end, they're going to pitch a cruise. (laughs) (laughs) It also has a great number of graves of prominent female clergy members who serve the church alongside the male clergy and an intriguing connection to one of the apostles of Christ. The Israeli Antiquities Authority asked Tel Aviv University archaeologist Alexander Fatalkin, who was already working at a site elsewhere elsewhere in Ashdod in 2017, to take a look at the area adjacent to a private home where tiles from mosaics would suddenly appear on the surface of the soil from time to time. I love that they like rain, like these tiles are just popping up from time to time and they didn't think to actually excavate Uh, not only was it basilica but it had three side chapels as well with intricate mosaics depicting leaves flowers vases crosses and greek meander motifs i do not know what that means but research has continued at the site ever since including during 2021 now recognized as one of the largest and earliest of all basilicas in israel Researchers made the macabre discovery of mass graves of people who most likely succumbed in an epidemic that took place in the 500s AD. With well-constructed graves that were the resting place of deaconesses, including Sophron- 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 Sophronia, with elaborate Greek inscriptions with their names and titles, researchers were shocked this summer to find mass graves in which bodies had been dumped together and lime thrown over them. Lime? Some- limestone? Lime. Lime. Okay. Sometime in the six, I wonder if that was like to help the bodies break down so they didn't stink as bad. I don't know. Oh, it's, it may be connected to St. Philip the Evangelist and his four daughters. 
PS4 daughters. I didn't. I thought that. that was fascinating. Oh, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I I wouldn't put it under science. That's anthropology yeah. and archaeology. That's cool. Yeah, I, I put it under that. That's all you have to <laughs> say. That's cool. I think Moving that on. the idea of female clergy in the early days of Christianity makes one hundred fifty percent sense. Right. I would. I've read a lot of books on this recently, and there's like this huge like. Uh, thousand year if not greater period of like women serving in leadership roles in the early church that like we don't talk about now i think it makes 200 percent sense <laughs> that's because <laughs> joe's a feminist <laughs> he's here to support feminist. me i love women <laughs> i think that much. sounds great <laughs> i think that sounds lovely i um you know what what do your books say about about why women were in such prominent roles in the early church because they were seen as equals. And so it wasn't necessarily that they were being held higher than men. It was just that they were being seen equal as men. And if nowhere else in the society is doing such, then it's very different. Right. It was very countercultural at the time. And like there was, I don't remember which book I read this in, but they have like a, you know, like Josephus is that famous like yeah. Jewish yeah. scholar who is not a Christian, but like we have a ton of his writings about the early church. There's a section where he talks about how a lot of people are, were starting rumors about the early church being orgies because <laughs> they always did their churches, uh, Intergen- like gendered like or not they uh, they didn't segregate the genders it was all together yeah. so it was a masquerade just from like stds or something <laughs> that's what Syphilis. it was it just took them out um but yeah so like it was just like this known thing that they were not segregated based on sex and they were t- they were equal across the board and that was very I've much not this, the culture i've had this theory i've been working on because if you look at like the bible like lydia and phoebe and stuff i know like phoebe is always described as like a widow and she's this rich lady and she was like in charge of a house church my theory is that really women were just way too busy to be super involved <laughs> because like they had to like they didn't have a dishwasher you know they didn't have a dishwasher or an oven they had to like watch all the kids and like cook and clean and so you know they were like and also they couldn't like walk around you know, by themselves in society. Right, right, right. So, like, the men had to do more of the leading and more of the traveling between cities and things of that nature. But Paul wrote his letter, or one of his letters, to... I think it's Ephesians was given to Phoebe, Phoebe, and Phoebe's the one who delivered it and And most likely read it aloud. Yeah, most likely read it and answered questions and instructed. Because not everybody was literate. But Phoebe was a widow, and she was rich, so she had time to, like, do all that stuff. Her kids were grown, her husband's dead. Like, she had time for that. So... My theory, my, that's my theory. That's why I tell all the, whenever I'm like stuck uh, sitting with like uh, other church ladies and like our kids are running around screaming and I'm looking at each other and I'm like, this is why we couldn't do much because <laughs> we were stuck babysitting <laughs> the kids. Well, that's why I was asking the question, not because of a like, oh, they're not equal. It was more like at every point in time, there are specific duties that need to get done. Right. And just because of, when and where you are in time, who is doing what? Yeah, I'm sure the literacy issue is probably well. Big it's interesting too because women are smarter than guys. <laughs> I mean, you could have not that they're smarter, but that's a whole. I'm not even get on that. It's so much trip. easier for women to learn to read well, and write in medieval times. Um, being a nun was the highest calling that a woman could be, which was an unmarried, like religious leader within the church, right? And so. That is very much different. Like now it's, you know, how many kids you can have. 
And like if you fa- and if you failed in society, you well, oh. it's mainly Catholic Catholicism. Well, first off, apparently nun talk is very popular right now. Nun talk. It's nuns on TikTok, <gasps> and they're trying to show you that like they're just people like you. They're just fun. You they're can go. Fun, our fun uh, our mom is planning on going to go stay at a. Um, a monastery. I guess it's a monastery, so it's the monks. Um, Mom, by the way, I know that you're listening to this. This is Haley. Um, you do need to buy those plane tickets. Oh my gosh, buy those plane tickets. Go. I want to hear all about it. I've talked to her about this, and we're just looking for a good opening of prices being better. Oh my gosh. Mom, Note that prices are increasing. We are going to buy those so tickets. The you're sooner go. the better. Yeah. Which do you think would be more fun to stay, a nunnery or a monastery? Depends. What are they making, wine or beer? <laughs> I don't think that's what they do anymore. I don't think anymore. nuns make wine or beer. Well, then it's the monastery. Well, I'm, I'm going to say that if it's silent monks, I don't want to be there. This is a silent monk situation. No, thank you. Are all of them silent? No, no, no. no. It depends no. on like what um, Here's the real question. In. How do you solve a problem like Maria? Mm. Well, she climbs the trees. Did that reference go over, Joe she, said? No. Okay. <laughs> she scrapes her knees. Who can't say anymore? We'll have to pay money. Mm. How do you solve... A problem like Maria. Well, I think they kind of solved it, didn't they? They did. They they fired her. <laughs> they, got, they got her married. They got her married off. <laughs> they married her off. They're like, you do That's not believe do in it. a nunnery. Get thee out of the nunnery. <laughs> and this has been articles with Allie. Thank you so much. Good good work. Articles with Allie. So, Haley, yeah. Neil, you've driven in mm-hmm. to town. Allie and I just finished a nine-hour road trip last weekend. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. drove in for nine hours, spent the night, got soaked, drove home. This, All of that this, literally sounds like we y'all got drunk and then you drove. <laughs> we got soaked and then we went back. What? Home. Nobody it ever called. Beer. No, does anyone know the context that you guys got rained out? Yeah, we talked about it. We last talked week. about okay. it on the podcast. I'm so sorry. If you were to listen to the podcast, yeah, to you the podcast. would know. But we're gonna trash talk them on the next <laughs> podcast, and they the only way great. they'll know is that Neil's sister. We'll call him and tell him. Anyway. Hi, Laura. The, this had me thinking, what is the furthest that you would drive? Because we've got a few other, few other mm, ideas we've got coming love up. Love a good road trip. What is the longest that you would drive for just kind of a, a night or let's call for it a weekend? A oh, okay. A weekend in a location. So I want to so, provide some context though, between Neil and me because Neil and I are very like, this is compatible. A, this is a point of contention in your relationship. Neil loves road trips and I d- detest them with every ounce of my being. Is that because us ladies are subject like subject to the back of the car I've to keep the children I've, in? No, I've always this hated is before children. It is, children. It is because you're not allowed to drive. Right. I'm, That's why. Right. No, right. Haley doesn't want to drive. Nope. If I could never drive again, that would be great. That that checks because I drove around the entirety of our childhood and adolescence. I, I grew up being told that I was a terrible driver. She probably was told that once. So it's a real. complex. <laughs> what, so the question again is, how, how for, far a are you for a weekend trip, what is that maximum distance you're willing Can to go? I leave? Like, when am I leave, allowed to leave on Friday? I say it's a lady's choice. <laughs> no, but like, can I take off the day? Well, this or? Is, no, because now it's a three day weekend. This is not a question of desire. This is a math problem <laughs> in terms of how far a place, how far away something is. How much time do I have in terms of this weekend? What am I leaving work? How like what is a suitable amount of time to spend at a place? Right. Now For- remember, remember, 
we can't talk about you playing hooky because that could negatively affect you in the future <laughs> with your job. What? I'm just saying, I'm let's assume five o'clock, the end of the workday. Or he took a PTO. Or, or you just so happened to leave after lunch. I would just tell my back, boss I'm leaving early. Which would end up being PTO, which does not count towards a normal weekend. Neil, go ahead. I think that Ardmore, Don't Oklahoma. Go ahead, Neil. <laughs> no, I, I gotta think. Yeah, I think Ardmore, Oklahoma, because I've done that drive before. You wouldn't go one more hour to Edmond, Oklahoma. Well, Ardmore to go. Oh yeah, it's I a little go see more Vienna. than. So what are those hours? What is that? Is that a seven-hour drive? It's like a six-hour drive. Have to remember that Houston is so far north. I mean south. That like it takes forever to get anywhere. Like it would take forever to get to New Orleans. It would take forever to get to. You know, I think the drive Oklahoma. to New Orleans is less than Oklahoma City or about the same. Okay. Is it really? But I don't like New Orleans, so um, I don't know. I, to, I, don't know. I think for me, ideally, what I would prefer to drive is no more than five hours for a weekend getaway. How if it was like if Broadway was only an eight-hour drive, I would make that drive for a weekend to enjoy it, and that is the key to enjoy it. I could go six or seven hours. It's not impossible to do something longer than that, but it wouldn't be as enjoyable because then you're taking away from the time you're actually able to be there. Like for instance, like I think it could take 10 to 12 hours to drive to a coast in Florida. But at that point, are you able to actually enjoy it over Friday, Saturday and Sunday? Is it any is it any better in terms of that quick turnaround than say going down to a Texas coast? Yeah, I feel you. I'm gonna say with Allie, I'm gonna side with Allie. I'm gonna go with five, maybe six hours if the place was really good. Because like we already drive, like say to Joe's point, Neil and I decided yesterday at noon to drive to Dallas. That's like a four ish hour drive. And then we will have been here what, thirty six hours and we're gonna drive back. But that's four hours. So like I don't mind that. That's like kind of like less than my whole afternoon to drive, but like, you know, and we're just hanging out. But like if I had to go camping in Ardmore, Oklahoma, when I did that drive from Houston a long time ago, I would, I would take a half day because it was not worth it to me to drive six plus hours to go camping for 24 hours. If I can take the Friday off and the Monday off. And just that's a whole different question. Friday and Monday, <laughs> just like driving the length of a work day, I would do that because I, I'm already just sitting on my butt at work anyway. It's I'd rather just be that's driving. That's what we did for Kusha's wedding, mm-hmm. and that was quite enjoyable. That was about a nine-hour drive. Yeah, but we also stopped halfway. Oh, you're right. We did. So does that answer your question, Joseph? What's your answer? What's your answer? He's like, I, I just drive straight 36 hours. <laughs> <laughs> I would just go driving. I would drive 18 hours, spend the night, drive 18 hours back. No, I'm joking. It. I think that five-hour five mark is probably a good number. That's what I would say. I think it, to your point, Allie, the idea of going to something specific that you like changes it. So when you've got a, if you've got Broadway that's eight hours away, that's worth it. I would do drives to go rock climbing and that would be close to 10 hours 
And that would be for a three or four day weekend. But you like put in your headphones or ear pods or whatever they're called. And I just go. And you just go. And I think it's because, well, I say this, I, cause Haley, you're an introvert, but you're not like this. Joe is perfectly content listening to podcasts and just like zoning, like, and cruising. Like that's his vibe. Like when we do car trips and this one was different cause it was so long cause I made him talk to me, but he and I typically <laughs> don't speak to each other when we go to Houston to visit you guys. Why? Because he is locked in to uh, his podcast and his driving. And so I will like do one of my other things to keep myself I, occupied. I have a great story to contribute to this conversation. Please do. So my so- after my sophomore year of college that summer, I got an internship in San Antonio And because it was unpaid and part-time, I couldn't afford to live in San Antonio full-time. So I convinced them to let me consolidate my hours, my required minimum hours, into like two days. And then I drove to and from San Antonio every week for eight weeks or 10 weeks or whatever. So that drive from Dallas is six to seven hours. So I would drive there on a Monday I would stay at our third cousin's house. I would work a full day, spend the night at the cousin's house. I would work a full day, and then I would drive the seven hours back to Dallas. And I would uh, play show tunes, and I would sing the entire time. There you go. What a wonderful time. It was fantastic. How enjoyable. And I will say, it was lovely. I will say, and I, I do love my husband very much, but... Um, that uh that is also probably why i don't like road trips very much anymore because it's lovely that i don't have to drive but neil and i have different um different music styles no driving styles neil, will listen, neil loves a good broadway show tune here's the problem though for neil broadway is background for me broadway is, is belting is performance. Is performance time so i will be like trying to sing and then he's like trying to start conversations i'm like we are this is, <laughs> this is you cannot start a conversation in the middle of hamilton Allie, Allie. the main the problem number of times i've tried to sing defying gravity and neil's trying to like interrupt and hilarious i the main problem is a son right now who demands he be the DJ. Yeah, this, this even happened, though, before we had Pete. Oh, I, yeah. think, <laughs> I think there's a very important point here, though. All, all of these musicals have a story that is being told. Right, that's why you have and, to listen from start to finish. But if you have already listened to it start to finish so many times, at what point do you start really thinking about it and dissecting it? I think that's where Neil is. He is no, wanting no, to talk Neil's about it. No, Neil is talking about like Pokemon no, cards no, yeah, while he's defying not, gravity's being he's played. He's not talking about the song. He's talking about just life topics because for him, the song is the backdrop. Maybe that song <laughs> is bringing up new thoughts and ideas Specifically that, that song to discuss. <laughs> not a favorite of mine. Maybe it's your song choices, Haley. Uh, well, I mean... <laughs> do y'all have different tastes in musicals? What's your favorite musical, Neil? Have we asked you this question yet on the podcast? We have. Have we? I think we no, have. No, we asked Carlos on Maybe our Musical Sundays episode, which still today is the least listened to episode of this podcast. <laughs> oh, no. Turns out we are not hitting it with the <laughs> musical just crowd. Aren't musical. I don't think it's a Carlos thing. I just think people saw musicals yeah. in the name and it were like, I think skip. musicals got some bad PR. The yes, Neil, what's your favorite? best live performance mm-hmm. I've ever seen was Dear Evan Hansen. Really? Well, with Ben Platt. Ben Platt, yeah. Just the sweat and the spit and the tears. Oh, so much Hot. spit. The fluids. <laughs> so, much, so much fluid coming from that man's the, face. But I think H- Hamilton. 
Neil says that sheepishly because he yeah, knows he's like embarrassed that, that he loves you so much. It's, it's in like such a defeated town. Well, it, it's it's like unfortunate. It's so I don't know. mainstream. It's just it's unfortunate. It's so mainstream. It's I don't know. a good musical. But you though. listened to it before it became mainstream. Oh yeah, like it's a, because he was married to me. Yeah. <laughs> I know. So us four hipsters, we roll our eyes and scoff at but the like, noobs. The music is just so good, and there's it's maybe it's not just that it's so good. There's so much volume in terms of the right. amount of songs that are just like, oh, this is so great. I love this one. And it's because like, I, I think what, how many songs does the average musical have? Depends on the type of musical, it but depends, typically yeah. 15 to 30. And Hamilton's like at least 30. Yeah. I would say it's on the longer side. Yeah. And they don't even include everything in the album. It's like one of the reasons why I think the Beatles are so great. Cause like the Beatles, they were only together for like at, in terms of recording artists that were in the mainstream, like seven years, wow. but the volume of like oh, you don't mean volume as in loudness. Oh you mean gosh. volume as in quantity. But here, I, <laughs> there's a, I just killed me. There's a very important part that you're not just talking about the quantity. You're saying the, the, the quality quantity. of the quantity. Yeah, you're saying the whole thing is good. It's not like. It's not like the uh, the typical '90s pop music song CDs where you've got two right. two that get released <laughs> and then ten fillers. That's that's how I rank my favorite bands. Whenever I'm thinking like who are my favorite musicians, it's those musicians, those bands where it's like almost all of their catalog I can enjoy, and it doesn't feel like I have to like wade through filler. Right. Or that like you know an album comes out yeah. and you know what instantly pops into my mind. When you say that, I, I love my pa. I love green my green day. Oh. oh, green day for you. And just in general, I feel, just in do, general. You, do you not like green? Day? No, I like green day, but I, I feel I, like everyone could can, can agree that green day has a very good like quality for quantity, quantity for quality. They have a good, a good. No, no, I'm not lie. I've probably only heard like 10. Neil, you're out green on day. Day. No, that's what I, I think that's, that was my point. Like you can think of maybe 10 green day songs, but how like, many albums did they have? I mean, they've been producing albums from like, I don't know what, in like 93, 90. Okay, Reliant K. Since 87. Reliant just, K has some, some bad filler songs. I like think. for me, like Vampire Weekend, sorry, Joe, they've only got four albums. They only have four albums? I think it's three or it's four albums. I could not name you a Vampire Weekend song. But like, I think I like every single song I've ever heard them do. I, mean, I literally so, don't know who they are. <laughs> Wait, so so like Octopus's Guard, there's some, there's some bad Beatles songs. Neil defends. Are they all written by Ringo? Possibly, you can make the argument. <laughs> but I don't. There are some songs that I skip whenever they come up on my. IPhone. And that's why people have different tastes. No, but music. also you have I, to remember Neil listens to music as background. It's all background, so he can vibe with you. Know, like <laughs> I need to get. Is good for I need to get back Sometimes to I just here. sit and listen to music. <laughs> you just happen not to be there, Haley. I need to get back to Green Day here. Green Day was Joe loves Green Day. Green Day was my first Kiss. concert. <laughs> And, and that, that first concert was like 2002, something mm. crazy Were long they, ago. Were they like yelling about George Bush? At that point, they had already been playing and producing music for 20 plus years. How and already they? They, they already had a Greatest Hits album wow. with 30 plus great wow. tracks. And that was before American Idiot. That was before wow. whatever that... That other 
Maybe they've it's had other albums that since other then. One. <laughs> American Idiot, though, it outshined that everything. is why all of us even know Green Day. That's true. Really, because American Idiot ultimately went and won Tonys, turned into a musical. One Tony. It won Grammys. Grammys. Turned musical into musical Tony. Okay, like okay, connection. okay, fine, fine. It won Grammys, then turned into a musical, then won Tonys. I'm not being chronological yeah, here. Yeah, I got you. It, the it whole got point big. was American Idiot. It jumped two different forms of right, right, entertainment right. It media. It transcended genres. And because of that, it is known by everybody. Very similar to the Beatles. Right. Everybody knows the Beatles. But, do we have a Beatles musical, though? Yeah. Well, but we no. do have Across the Universe. That's not a music. Well, it's a musical, fair, but a I musical imagine movie. Neil not liking Across the Universe. Uh, yeah, he, he was... Uh, Joe, it was okay. question for you, Joe. As someone who's like had this history with, with Green Day, because to my I, understanding... I don't know if I would call that a history. I just <laughs> he say had an experience it is, with Green it Day. is yeah. good music. That's okay. I really want to find my shirt now. I have a shirt that I bought at that concert. He thinks he can make money off of it. Well, no, I want to wear it. <laughs> Go so ahead. my questions are, I guess, twofold. Firstly, have you seen the documentary about the musical American Idiot? I think we didn't. I've we watch seen that? it. I I was so long ago. I, I don't know we if you were with me or not. Together. Well, here's my my little plug for y'all's listeners. There's a great documentary called American Idiot, and it's about the making of the musical American Idiot. And what I appreciate about that show or the the film is, I think that whether or not you like the music, it is a great example of how the community of theater is so. Um, just it's just a whole different level of community because. Um, I guess spoiler, but like the guy Billy what's Idol? His name? No, Billy. No, Billy Joe. Joe Armstrong. Joe Armstrong. No, not, oh, Billy Joe. Billy Joe. <laughs> Billy Joe Armstrong. He is part of Green Day, right? And he wrote all wrote a bunch yes. of stuff. Right, yes. But he ends up getting so just burn out. No, involved in the oh. whole process. He ends up being in the show on Broadway at one point, and he ends up falling. It was his first interaction with theater, and it sh- he actually talks about how it really transformed his life in a really meaningful way. So I think that's really cool. But my second question is for you, Joe. Did you know, because I learned this in the documentary, that American Idiot was written as like an opera. So like it had, I think the difference between making yes. a Beatles musical versus making American Idiot into a musical is because American Idiot had a it's solid story character. From track one to the end and as really one whole story. Yeah. So, yeah, it is a lot easier to turn into a musical. But my whole point of bringing up American Idiot was that is what I guess the difference between somebody like Green Day and somebody like the Beatles is Green Day has caught the attention and has captivated audiences that are multi-generational. So you're going from the 80s and getting people interested and in loving your music all the way to the all the way to the 2010s a whole new generation and being able to pull them in. Are you saying so, that Green Day has more life than the Beatles? No. I am saying that they are able to that bring the, in and attract and the Beatles Additional are audience. not doing that. I think his point is that if you don't mind me speaking for you, Joe, the Beatles only oh, he had minds. <laughs> he, they only had because like I disagree. Like I think that the Beatles are continuing to draw new generations forever, whatever. But they are not actively making new music. Right, 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 right. right. And they're not, I guess, innovate. Yeah, and innovate's a not necessarily the best word, but the Beatles are like they are classics. 
and they will stay as their classic selves forever. And probably everybody's going to listen and enjoy some Beatles, maybe not all of them. But Green Day has been able to stay at the top of the charts for 30 plus years. So there's a difference between being at the top of the charts and being kind of legendary, known from everybody. One, I did not. I was joking when I said that Joe was really into Green Day. I did not realize he was this level into Green Day. But what do you mean top? Like if I went to the Billboard Top 100, you're telling me that there would be a Green Day song on there. I'm thinking not right right now, but if they release new music, that it would be back up there. I see them like Maroon 5 in that manner. I think it's hard because Green Day and I only knew Green Day. I only knew the stuff that became pop. Like became pop rock or punk, you know. Like the we were also was, homeschooled well, for a I, significant part no, of Green Day's career. Saying, like, the Green Day songs that made it to popular radio is different from like all the Green songs on the things. That being aside, and Neil, I'd like to know your thoughts on this because I, I don't know if you meant to say this, Joe, but when you said innovative, like there was a time in the Beatles' career where people thought the music they were making was just the wildest, craziest stuff ever. And so, like, while yeah, maybe we see that as classic now like at the time it was it like didn't neil didn't a lot of people think like their new albums were going to fail or something because they were so bizarre i don't remember (laughs) (laughs) i also know that my mom is going to be rolling on her couch right now yeah yeah. my mom you're dead to her at this point i think i just go ahead ahead, Neil. neil there are i think in this green day example we're taking like a it's like a case by case basis because there's bands that have been together for a long time green day's been together for a long time red hot chili peppers have been together for a long time aerosmith's been together for a long time and they can and because they've been around a while and they are great musicians they continue to you know be towards the top of the charts they continue to reach new audiences. They continue to innovate. And I would say that like there are bands and groups of musicians that would be able to do that, but by the course of events, things happened and they were just not able to do it. But they, they could have. There could have been the potential in a different multiverse. Well, and to your point, like, yeah, the Beatles split up. Paul McCartney went to go with, like, Paul McCartney and the Wings. George John Harrison. Lennon, John Lennon was killed. And so he was making good music up until that point. Well, George Harrison was making a yep. bunch of music up in the 80s. And he was, were they both as- murdered? He died of cancer. Uh, he died of cancer, that's right. Um, yep. The thing that I think the Green Day deserves the most appreciation for is the fact that they are still together. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's all a, that angst. It's all that anger against America. Against the man. <laughs> You're really keeping them together. I mean, yeah. I don't want to be an American idiot. That's the only album I know by Green Day. Uh, well, We've I knew, got a few more I if you want to borrow one. from when it was on the radio in high school. Speaking of American Idiot and speaking of Broadway, this upcoming weekend is the Tonys. <gasps> oh my gosh, shut and up. And this may be the first year where I could not tell you a single song of any of the nominated shows. Oh I, ha- I don't know any of them. So we what? can do a live recording and vote no as we're listening to the Low songs key, y'all should just come and watch the tonys with us i don't know if we have the channel truthfully cbs <laughs> we, is that 11 yeah we got it the, our next weekend been weird. 
Next weekend we got plans. Or is it two weekends from now? It's June. It's the first Sunday in June. Uh, we got plans. Sorry. I'm uh. excited. I can't off the top of my head think of any of the shows that are on Broadway. Well, a no. strange loop is the only one I know because oh, I think that's yes. one, the one that's going to win. Hundred percent. Let's uh, let's make the predictions now. Strange Loop's going to win Best New Musical, and Company the Revival is going to oh, win Best New Revival. Yes. Which I I'm just going to do a little humble because you've already seen it. Neil and I and we probably talked about this on one of your podcasts, but we went to New York in January and we saw The Music Man with Hugh Jackman in it. But um, he, so we saw The Music Man and I saw Company. So those are two revivals, and I can tell you without a doubt the Company was better than The Music Man. So um, yeah, that was a pity, Nam. I feel like for Music well, Man. but also there's so few revivals. On Bro- next year will be totally next different. year will be popping, y'all. Yep, next year's so gonna be crazy. Um, but yeah, it's exciting. Tony's man. You can look up the Tony performance of Green Day's American Idiot on YouTube. Oh, I've watched it multiple times. Did you know times. you can look up pretty much anything on YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that YouTube is the second largest search engine in the world after really? Google? Wow. And Google owns both. I saw a tweet Alphabet. today that said that people out here are trying to spell white as YT, and I'm just reading it as YouTube. Yt, yeah, and that's how I feel every day. Yte, you spell YouTube Yte? No, just Yt, like to abbreviate YouTube. But people are are using kind of like internet speak to abbreviate like the like white as in. I am getting to the point where I don't understand. Where I don't understand youth, and I didn't. I thought I'd be a lot older before that happened, but internet speak changes very quickly. Now I will. I just want to. Last thing about Green Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I now, now, here's the thing. I love here's this passion coming from you. Here's the thing. I am not a crazy big Green Day fan. <laughs> oh, really? I, now, I absolutely love their music, but I have not intentionally listened to a Green Day song since probably 2012. I'm sorry. Have you intentionally listened to any song since <laughs> no, 2012? that's the point. That's the point. So, like, if I was a diehard music fan, I would still be listening to songs, still keeping up You'd with their music, go to their concerts. buying CDs, or or <laughs> CDs or things on albums, on, digital on albums, iTunes, and going to concerts. I'm gonna put Paul, a poll. He said his thing yet? About oh, Green I'm Day. sorry. No, that was it. Like oh, I okay. so so when it comes to Green Day, I absolutely love them. I stand by everything I said, but I probably am not the the biggest fan. fan of I was going to say I am not I should not be considered the spokesman for Green Day Got it. or for any music well, for that matter. you should be because you gave him a glowing review. I wanna, Green Day, you can sponsor this show if you want. <laughs> I want to know what was the last album everyone oh, bought. The last thing, okay. one last thing about Green Day, sorry. <laughs> I, I'm not a fan. But okay, if thing. you're listening to this podcast right now, if you go to where you're listening to this podcast, I have put a link in the summary of this podcast, it is going to take you to a poll. I want you to vote on that poll of if you think Joe is an obsessive Green Day no. fan or not. And then I'm going to share those results I, with Joe as soon as so they're ready. I somehow ended up entering a giveaway or something. Turns out the guys at Green Day now own a a coffee company and they have a coffee house where they make their t-shirts they make coffee and they run this little coffee shop i i can't tell you where it's somewhere east, what's the west name coast. of it i don't even remember uh, but I'm i sure just like eventually it caught on that it was the green day it was it was green day doing this and they always have their like green day roast or like something else 
marijuana related or something American Idiot related. It was just, and I was like, oh, so this is where they're at now. This is so great. It's so exciting. It's the best damn coffee you've ever tasted from the greenest coffee company on the planet. Oakland Coffee. Yeah, that's it. Coffee. That's it. Oakland. Speaking of... Oh, sorry, are you done? Are we jumping to coffee now? No, I love no, coffee. We're, we're coffee. jumping to go finish Stranger Things. I'm no, no, more no. excited <laughs> about coffee than I am about Green Bay. I gotta tell you this. So when you said like something about <laughs> marijuana... So they when were, did I say anything? Who said I did? Joe oh, did. did I miss Green that? Day. I'll try to make this concise if you'll let me finish. That's where the name comes from? Shh, guys. So they opened up a new sandwich shop down the street from our house. And we Green were, Day did. No, just the powers that be. And we were really excited about it because like... It, we moved to an area that's very up and coming. So like new things are being built and we were just like, Ooh, cool things to walk through. It's called Chuby hut. <laughs> or Cherba? Chuba. 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 All, all my weed smokers out there. Wait, is that a me. weed thing? A Chuba or a Chuby is a, is, is a nickname for a joint. It is a sandwich shop designed for pot smokers. Wow. What a niche. But they so will it, accept all according to their <laughs> website. There so is it, no marijuana products in the food, but they highly welcome you if you are high. It's, we haven't gotten it. And they highly suggest adding... Some chocolate edibles to their banana Nutella. Yo, I bet four twenty is lit at whatever that place is called. We, like at the I, Chuby House. We were we, the first. The first. The sandwiches look good. I will say, and people again who maybe have partaken in some marijuana will laugh in the when natural. I say that we the first giveaway to us that this was the case was not the name. It was that the mascot is a little bird smoking a joint. <laughs> Neil and I were like, wait a second, what is the sandwich shop? I'm I'm very intrigued. We need to go there the next Where time. Where were we driving? Oh, yeah. You need to read the website. On the way to when we were driving to Missouri last weekend, y'all, Oklahoma has so many pot stores. And I get that marijuana is legal there, but it just does not. Like, it's Oklahoma. It's it cons- just medicinal. It's the, no, it's. It's literally every other sign is, is a sign for, for pot. Oh, I know. And it's like a, like Oklahoma is a super conservative state, yet there is pot legalized or legal pot everywhere. And it is, I, I don't, don't understand, understand how or why you need that much pot. It's like one it's, on it's, every a, it's a new business. It's a new industry. And a bunch of people are jumping into it's it. It's a new fro And a bunch will die. And then there'll be. And we have a bunch of people will die. <laughs> A bunch of these businesses will They're die. They're building a weed dispensary um, within walking distance from it's our house as well. Weed, it's just it's Delta A. No, yeah, I thought it was. No, no, it's, it's you know because it's oh, it's CBD. Texas, it's CBD, it's CBD or it's supplies. Yes, it's CBD and Delta Eight because Delta Eight apparently you can sell because there's one right next to the the Boba House, Fangcha. Ooh, haven't been to Fangcha for a while. Well, speaking of Fang Cha, Stranger Things, let's go finish it. What, that doesn't make it explain. <laughs> well, speaking of Stranger Things and Fang Cha, this podcast is not sponsored, sponsored, not sponsored by... Chuby Hut. Chuby Hut. And all of those other fun names and puns that people make for their restaurants. Is it really? I absolutely love puns, but oh, I, I don't... you were going to say pot. <laughs> But the problem is I'm not good at making puns on the fly. So I just really enjoy getting to experience them. So I appreciate Chuby Hut for their for their 
for their uh, cleverness. Way to go, Chuby Hut. Anybody, any of our listeners in Houston, go get a Chuby sandwich. I think it's a Chuba. Chuba go get Hutt? the Chuba sandwich. But we here Chiba at the Batir Hutt. We Go at the Batir We Go podcast do not re- recommend smoking any illegal substances. I would just like we're to make not, that clear. We're not into smoking, but meats. We love eating food. Can I end this on reading you the first line from the About Chuba Huts? Chuba Hut. Sorry, you got Chiba, our sign of approval. Chuba Huts. Um, Chiba Hut is a toasted subconcept that has been curing munchies since the 1998. Since the 1998? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm like summarizing. Founder Scott Jennings decided to showcase the harmony between great tasting food and, well, a very specific counterculture. There we go. That was it? No, it gets better, but okay. she's ending the it. The menu That's features fine. 30 signature subs, Rice Krispies, salad and munchies, blah, blah. I just, if I, can we say this? I've never been high, but based on everything I've seen about people being high, a salad is probably the last thing I would want to eat while that's, high. That's probably for the ladies. That's the fair. FAQ is the best, but I know no one can see this. I'm going to show uh, the Batiers what their logo is. Really, we should have known. I like it. So cute. I like I'm it. I'm here for it. That's a cute little bird. Well, on that note, I think we should stop. People are getting antsy. We got to finish Stranger Things so that way we can talk about it next week. And, but here we're going to go. Bye. Bye. Bye bye.